The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defraud, honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age, houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children and fields with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Often, wealth, possessions, and financial security have been seen as signs of God's blessing. Even in modernity, preachers of the prosperity gospel promise their followers that God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be rich. God wants you to prosper. But speaking to the young man in today's gospel, Jesus answers the question, what does God want differently? Don't misunderstand me. God wants good for God's people. That's why we have the law and the commandments in the first place so that we may know how to live in relationship with God and with each other. 
But the commandments have never been mere checklists where we can tick off the boxes. Do not murder. I got it. Do not commit adultery. I'm safe. Do not steal. Okay. Do not bear false witness or defraud. I'm good. Honor your father and mother. Done. The law and commandments are the foundation of living as God's people. But no one issues a report card showing us how well we've kept them. And there's no honor roll. So we join the young man in asking, what does God want? And Jesus answers, God wants you. Not just your obedience to a list of rules, and not just your worship on a Sunday morning, but your very self. And in our gospel today, the young man judges that that cost of discipleship is too high. And he leaves Jesus grieving. Now sometimes preachers try to guess what happened next. Mark doesn't tell us anything more about the young man, so the honest answer is we don't know. Some disciples like Simon and Andrew heard the call to follow Jesus and immediately they left their nets and followed him. Other disciples are what one scholar called resident disciples. These are people like the sisters Martha and Mary and their brother Lazarus who know Jesus and call him teacher but they live in their own house in Bethany. And still others are those whom Jesus has healed, like the demoniac in Gerasene. After Jesus delivered the man from the demons, he told him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And for others of us, it takes time to recognize that God is calling us to follow, and even longer to respond to that call. So sure, it is possible that the young man returned after a day or a week or even a month, having done exactly what Jesus asked. But it's also possible that Jesus was right that the young man's wealth and possessions were too great an obstacle for him to overcome. And this isn't Jesus bashing the rich or calling his disciples to a life of self-denial or poverty. But it is, it is Jesus leveling a criticism against those whose wealth and possessions or desire for safety and security distances them from God. There are different ways to live as disciples, but no matter, when, no matter what, when we say we want to follow Jesus, we are asked to give of ourselves first and fully to God. 
We are not at a negotiating table. We cannot barter for a more comfortable discipleship. In this season, we are asking many of you to make a fi financial commitment to support the ministry of Ascension, and we will be creating a plan for our ministry expenses. And in this season, it is easy to look at the bills we have and give God what's left. But Jesus calls us to come and follow him, giving everything first to God and trusting in God's provision. That's not the answer we want to hear when we ask, what does God want? We want, like the young man, for there to be a reasonable answer, not a sacrificial one. We want discipleship to be easy and manageable, not difficult. So it's no wonder that Mark says the other disciples were amazed and astounded and asked, who then can be saved? It feels like God is asking for something impossible. And they're not wrong. On our own, it is impossible. We cannot, by our own merit or understanding, follow God's commandments and live faithfully in relationship with God. As St. Paul wrote in Romans 7, I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. And 17th century Catholic St. Vincent de Paul told his priests, Believe me, we will never be any use in doing God's work until we become thoroughly convinced that of ourselves, we are better fitted to ruin everything than make a success of it. It is in recognizing how far we fall short that brings us to the cross, where we find Jesus, grace, and love. We cannot do anything apart from God, but God can make all things possible. The hard answer to what does God want is that God wants you and me from our hands and our feet to our innermost thoughts. God wants us to surrender ourselves to God, to let go of our desire to control and preserve and direct follow God. And then, maybe then, we will see what is really possible. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus, who shows the world how much you want us to live in relationship with you. Holy God, when it is difficult and we think the cost of discipleship is too high, give us courage to follow. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen.